You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake. Uh, Joining us is not the father of the bride. I, I hope, I mean, you don't have any kids yet. Nope. Brody um, is, is Brody engaged he, at well, all? Or? No, he's uh he's sort of always I think gonna be a bachelor. I think it's yeah. I think he's cool with that lifestyle too. Just hasn't found the right okay. one. All right, fair, fair enough. So today we're doing the Father of the Bride movies, the uh, nineteen fifty movie directed by Vincent uh, Minnelli. I, I hope that's right. I hope it's not Vincent or something. Uh, <laughs> and also the ninety one. Uh, remake with the uh, Steve Martin, which I, I don't know if a lot of people knew that that was a remake. Maybe they did back in '91. I didn't know it was a remake until maybe a few years back. Maybe I do feel um, like the Steve Martin version. Uh, it's not one of those uh, classics like we've done, where like you know something like an affair to remember. Even people who haven't seen it are probably aware, like oh, that's a classic movie. Um, I feel like the Steve Martin version has become like. When you mentioned Father of the Bride, that's what people assume you're talking about. Not like, oh, you're talking about the remake. I think general public probably just go with the Steve Martin version. Yeah, I, I feel this is uh, one of the very few examples where you're like, you know what? I, I can see why they remade that movie. Sure. And yeah, it was 41 years in between. I feel in the past decade, they've all been like under 30 years. And you think that's the problem? Like, you, there's not enough separation. You know, like a lot of people still f- have fond memories of those original movies. Yeah, I mean, I think in particular with this one, we'll get into um, the situation. Um, they might have been able to cheat and make a movie with this same plot and not even consider it a remake. They give it a different title, like because it's just right. It, this is just a not to be negative, just sort of generic situation. This is just life. You know, that the stages of life that they'll, the fathers will talk about as far as having kids and then, uh, them getting married and, um, uh, you know, in this case, losing your daughter in a way. Um, I, I think that helps a little bit just cause you feel like you're just watching, you're just watching like an updated version of like a stage play with like different actors, because this is going to be like a timeless situation. Um, mm-hmm. certain films maybe are too specific, and you attach like the actors to them or that situation to a particular point in time. Like I can't imagine doing like a pure remake of like Taxi Driver, because to me that's like that's always going to be Robert De Niro. Could you do another version where it's like a guy like losing his mind and going on a killing spree? Sure, but I probably would not be that excited to see a actual Taxi Driver remake with like a new actor like Tom Hardy taking on that role. Ooh. Um, See, I, like that. I was trying to say that's a bad <laughs> idea. Now I've kind of like sold you on it. Um, so Tom Hardy can play another, you know, crazy person who drives a car like a crazy Uber driver or something. But yeah, let's not do that. But I, I think stuff like this, people are. There just, you go. Yeah. There's the remake for you, Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know they've no, had their own issues. Go ahead, yeah. continue, please. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I would say this is probably an ideal version of a remake because uh, times change, but then there are some things that don't. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely when you get into the finances of it, uh, I think if you just tried to introduce the original film here, uh, the prices that they're quoting, I think one point talking about it's going to cost them $3 and 50 cents a person to attend the reception to eat that, <laughs> you know, you put that on for modern audiences like your son, uh, they're going to, they're going to read that completely differently thinking like, man, Spencer Tracy is a 
real piece of shit. What a what a miserly man. He doesn't want to spend uh, a McDonald's value meal on everyone to attend his daughter's wedding. So well, imagine how much um, you know a four hundred dollar cake was back then. You know, to put that in perspective, mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, that's that must be like the a, a house or something, or maybe even a car. I don't know. You know, yeah, it, that's, it would be that's where we're updating it to the early '90s, the '91 version. Uh, it's going to make a little more sense. And, and you know, honestly, I mean, we're not going to do our our third version here that we usually do at the end of the show, but we're getting to that point where it's like you could definitely do another version now, really, if you want to update the Absolutely. '91 version. Yeah, yeah, and let me see, where are we at now? Well. I don't know. I, I, I think it, it still might be too soon, but uh, perhaps the idea of it, it it'd still be okay. I mean, I, I did enjoy both movies. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw that out right now. Just like Broad um, Wars, the last episode. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Right off the bat, I was like, love both of these movies. Um, I this, this is why I welcome remakes, reboots, and stuff like that, because – not many people, very rare, are gonna be gonna go out and seek out that 1950 movie. You know, uh, obviously we do this for a show, so you know we are gonna watch both of these movies. But I think that the majority is probably gonna go seek out the Steve Martin one. It's a lot more recent, you know, mm-hmm. and and I don't know, I, I don't know if there's any kind of stigma with like the old classics. But after watching the original Father of the Bride, I actually want to go back and rewatch some of these. Like I I found it very interesting. Being a huge Back to the Future fan, where the majority of it took place in 1955, I enjoyed watching, seeing 1950, you know, uh, and kind of how they were living back then. I found it interesting seeing um, Stanley and Kay sharing. Well, it was that one point where uh, Stanley walks into the kitchen and she's sitting there. And I'm like, that is a small ass dinner table. You know, or or seeing Stanley and Ellie sleeping in separate beds, and I'm thinking, I know that's a thing, right? And I think it was it was a thing. It was a thing on separate beds. It was a thing on movies, but they weren't allowed to show them. The other thing was, uh, there's a sequence where he's shaving, and uh, it's after the he's he he's (laughs) tossing and turning, concerned about, and really just nervous about losing his daughter to marriage. Um, and he purposely wakes up his wife, which I really thought was funny. Like, I really liked, I actually found the Spencer Tracy version to be funnier than Steve Martin because I found him to be more of a grouch. Maybe that's just yeah. because I found Steve Martin just more likable, like just more charismatic. Um, and he gets her to stay awake because he basically, I think he even says in voiceover, like, all you have to do is vent out your concerns and he could sleep like a baby, but he's basically transferred his worry to his wife. Uh, but anyway, she comes in the next morning while he's shaving and he's just like, whistling singing just like not a care in the world and she's like we need to talk about you know the situation with our daughter and he's like oh really what's she done now like he's just playing it totally (laughs) loose uh but if you'll notice she like sits kind of awkwardly like on the like the shower sort of the tub railing there they also Uh were not allowed to show toilets then so the way the bathroom is filmed it's cut so you just assume it's off but uh that's why it was a big deal in psycho in 1960 when she uh flushes it down the toilet so yeah I, i like watching those that old setup because it's like you're getting like a a very skewed version of what time was like then and it's like they would try to hide the things that were I guess unseemly so the separate beds and the toilets don't exist yeah I okay I I because I might be misremembering that but I feel like Mike and Carol Brady might have been the first couple like on TV to share a bed okay. so God, yeah they had enough I, kids <laughs> <laughs> they were probably always yeah. in bed what are you talking about. <laughs> 
Yeah, I yeah. So that's why I find things like that fascinating, and I, I do enjoy watching some of these um, uh, older movies for sure. Uh, so a little refresher, you know. Uh, we kind of mentioned it there. Well, I, I know we spoke about it off mic, but these movies are pretty similar. Pretty similar Very movies similar. here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Stacy, Stacy, uh, St- what? Wait, what's his name? Spencer. Spencer Tracy. So I was like. Combining his name, Spencer Tracy plays uh, Mr. Stanley Banks, who is the father of a newly engaged uh, new. Uh, wait, what was the word? Uh, bride to be. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your help. There, you keep on nodding. Um, new bride to be, and basically, it's just him dealing with her growing up and um, and being asked to be married. The way it comes out is a little bit differently. We'll definitely get into it. But uh, Elizabeth Taylor, the very beautiful uh, Elizabeth Taylor, plays his daughter Kay, and Joan Bennett is his wife Ellie, and the groom to be, I, I think that's correct, uh, Buckley here, played by Don Taylor. Um, Spencer Tracy, Joan Bennett, and Elizabeth Taylor, the only three I, that I'm familiar with. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, Steve Martin playing George Banks. Uh, the father of the bride in the updated version, which I was kind of hoping, uh, and I was looking through, so maybe I missed it. Uh, this is not the same universe, right? It's not like George is uh, is like one of the sons from the original. It, yeah, that would have been it's, cool. That, that's the son from the movie. <laughs> yeah, I would have right. loved uh, loved that. And it would have aged out, right, time wise. But I did think, like, hey, if you're gonna change the name, maybe name him one of the sons. That would have been cool uh, for George. That would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, so Diane Keaton is uh, Nina, his wife and mother of the the bride to be, and um, I would say uh, uh, Annie here, played by Kimberly Williams, um, not quite uh, probably as big of a name as Elizabeth Taylor for sure. But I do remember in this time period, the '90s, I felt like she was in a lot of stuff. Like Peter's, he's, he's uh, scowling. No, I, I'm I'm trying to think because the, the funny thing is like I am more familiar with her from this movie and watching it. She actually reminds me a lot of um, kind of Diane Franklin, you know, from the from the 80s, really. That's that's who she kind of reminds me of. But I'm just kind of looking through it. Obviously, she was in both of the uh, Father of the Bride movies. Oh, this was her feature debut, too. Yeah, it was. I thought hmm. she was pretty good here. Um I, I can't say that I've seen her in anything else, just kind of looking through here. She's done some stuff kind of over the years, but I, I guess she was in Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, in 2015, the road and chip. You just really, you know, I was I was being nice, saying like, you're not as big, obviously, as Elizabeth Taylor, uh, and you're, you're throwing no. out the biggest highlight is her <laughs> appearance in Alvin and the Chipmunks. All right. Yeah, um, yeah it looks like she's done uh, some TV work. Uh, she was in Nashville for 20 episodes, two and a half men. Uh, so it's kind of gone that route. But yeah, I felt like in the in the 90s, she was in a movie called uh, Indian Summer, I think, that followed that up. And uh, obviously the sequel to this, Father of Bride 2. And then she was at a movie with uh, Emilio Estevez uh, and his father, Martin, called The War at Home. I remember from the mid-90s. So, um, But I was going to say that uh, you were saying that was the the three you would recognize. I would say the uh, wedding planner would probably be the third person here that people would recognize, Martin Short. Um, And especially with, I think there's a new Netflix special with Steve Martin and Martin Short that just came out or that they're advertising, like a comedy special. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah. So if you're a fan of uh, what you see here, you might want to check that out or vice versa. 
Uh, I will check that out. I, I love Me Three Amigos. So it was a joy for me to kind of see these two on screen again together. Um, the uh, fiance, I don't recognize the name, but he's Brian here. And uh, very. You don't recognize him? Yeah, the, the actor? Yeah, you, you never saw uh, Adventures in Babysitting? I have seen that one, but. Uh, oh, here's what he is. He's the voice of Superman from Justice League, the animated series. How about that? Um, okay. <laughs> more impressive to me obviously um, sure so you have a very similar situation where I guess initially uh, the father keeps coming up with excuses uh, valid or not but as you said he's basically just afraid of losing his daughter or he's just not prepared for it and he, he admits that in this this speech that he gives this monologue uh, the film opens in the same way where it's after the wedding and you see the father with this sort of destroyed house, the remnants of the reception. Um, some, I guess some key differences cause he's, he expresses concern financially here. Uh, I felt like it's the same, but it's slightly updated in the nineties version. Cause in the fifties version, there's the expectation that that's sort of the, the role of the man. So it's like, it's almost like a, um, version of like a dowry or something. That's like he's got to come with like a certain amount to basically like be prepared to marry his daughter. Uh, there's a line in the original where he's talking about how awkward it is to just ask another man like, "Can I just check your bank accounts?" And mm-hmm. they don't quite go there in the new version, but uh, Steve Martin kind of uses it as a means to complain, saying he's basically gonna have to support them. Uh, I, I read it more, and I don't know about you, like another Steve Martin film, like Parenthood. Like he was afraid that they were going to end up having to like move into his house and he was going to have to prop them up during the early years of marriage. So it's, it's a similar situation, but I think the approach, uh, is more reflective of the time period, the 50s versus the 90s, as far as the financial concerns. Yeah. The, you know, um, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's more updated. Well, you're, well, you're the, uh, you're a father. So like, I can't imagine your approach would be now uh, in 2018. Like uh, I need to see, basically sh- you need to write me a check to basically show that you can marry my daughter, which is kind of how the Spencer Tracy character, like that first meeting is about like the, the man comes with, he keeps the, the, the groom here, the fiance comes with paperwork that he keeps trying to show Spencer Tracy and Spencer Tracy is like, just kind of too awkward, too nervous to like ever get around to looking at it. But that's something that probably wouldn't play as well in an update version that you're basically going to, it's not very romantic to show the father here paperwork to show that you can like marry his daughter. You know, the, the funny thing about weddings is like the word tradition. And I, I don't understand who came up with a certain, certain tradition and why we do the things we do. Um, I don't know what this says about me. Well, I mean, I, I went to my wife's, I mean, I went to my mother-in-law and, you know, and that's kind of, I, I went to her and asked her basically for her daughter's hand in marriage, you know, because I wasn't very close to my father-in-law at that point. You know, we, we spoke very little. Um, and I don't know if it's a cultural thing as well. Like, I don't think there would have been any problems if I didn't go to them first, you know, and had their blessings kind of deal. Um, that's that's where I kind of I don't know with this watching these two movies and kind of seeing how they go about it with uh, the respective daughters uh, breaking the news, you know, to their their parents. With with the 1950 version, it almost sounds like it's just a thing, and the parents aren't necessarily involved. 
you know, because it's, you know, Spencer Tracy, he doesn't even, he's going through like 12 different boyfriends trying to figure out which one Buckley is. And I'm like, I feel like back then I would have thought that maybe that's something the parents would be more in tune with, you know, uh, oh, that, oh, okay, I love him. You know, I'm, I'm glad you guys are point. getting married. Yeah, because yeah, the expectation would have been people get married younger back then. Like, yeah. Whereas versus the 90s version, uh, the way it's tossed out is Annie has just come back from a trip to, is it Greece? Um, Italy? Rome? It is, okay. Oh, Rome. That's right. Rome. Because um, I, I, I remember the expression like, uh, oh, like when in Rome. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe for her studies, right? She was studying abroad. Abroad, uh, yeah. Uh, and meets a man. So it's a very sort of, you know, swept away sort of romantic sort of story of how they met. Uh, not so much in the original. The original is just like, I think even, you know, said this is what people do. And um, that's why I think I like the Spencer Tracy version better because he's a guy saying like, she's too young when really in that time period, uh, probably not. And it's even thrown out. No, they they no. got married at 18. Uh, it's a little more valid. You could kind of side with the Steve Martin version saying like, maybe she is too young, especially now. I mean, people, I didn't get married until after I'd already hit 30. So, I was 28. Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of my friends, like, I only have, uh, two friends that even have children at this point. So it's, it's very different than how it would be like that. I guess in, uh, you know, the fifties version, there's the, that line where Spencer Tracy says, you know, uh, initially when the boys start taking interest in your daughter, like you're concerned, you know, if that interest is going to actually lead to anything. And then, but if it doesn't lead to anything, then you start to be concerned. Like there's something wrong with her. Like, you know, th there's an expectation that like you need to, your children need to marry off. Um, <laughs> there's even a bit where he pats his son on the shoulder because he's, you know, kind of becoming obsessed with how much money he's spending on his daughter's wedding. And he's, he's like you, he was sort of like, why is it the tradition that the, um, you know, the parents of the groom, all they have to really give you is the groom. Like, that's all they have to present to you, nothing else. And he hits his, like, son on the shoulder and is like, I can't wait for you to get married. And, like, all I have to do is just hand hand you over It'll to It'll be him. my turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, th thanks for bringing up the son because I just looked it up because his name looked uh, very, very familiar. Um, Tommy is played by Russ Tamlin, who uh, I feel might be the father of Amber Tamlin. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. Russ Tamlin was in Quantum Leap. You know, uh, he, he had an episode on there, so I very recognizable face hey, for I me. I bring up, you know, the the new groom, Brian here, George Newbern, as the voice of Superman, and you're like, who cares? Move on. One episode <laughs> Quantum, Quantum Leap. Leap. Yeah, that's yes. all it takes. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but no, I mean, Avengers of Babysitting, he, he was in there as well as the uh, uh, Elizabeth Shoes bow at the end of the movie. No, what I like about the, the remake, and um, actually what I love about the remake, is is the way they change it a little bit with um annie annie right the, the yeah daughter? that is the yeah, the daughter's right. name in this one okay yeah they changed yeah the, i don't know why they changed the names i mean george banks is also the name of the father in mary poppins because i'm a big mary poppins fan as well um so i kind of misremember like I, to this show probably this absolutely. christmas I, I think so i think there's a enough separation in there even though it's a sequel i think it's probably gonna be more like a remake uh or i mean there's nanny mcphee you know I, but i'd rather not watch that I'd rather just watch anything with Emily Blunt. So I'm okay, well, yeah, there we are. <laughs> okay, so but no, the way the way it comes off is that I I got the impression that Annie was nowhere um, 
she wasn't ready to get married or settle down or anything to that effect. It seemed like maybe she didn't even date as many guys as Kay did in the original movie, mm-hmm. you know. So when she comes back and she's like, I fell in love. Like, th- it was unexpected, clearly. I went to Rome for my studies and I was just going to focus on my life, you know, on me. But I fell in love with this man. And so that's why I enjoy, like – uh uh, Diane Keaton and how she's extremely happy for her daughter as well because you believe it. You know, uh, you kind of mentioned that it, it, you feel like it's a little bit more valid. Well, with the original, you're just kind of like Spencer Tracy is just kind of he's just more concerned that he has to pay for everything. <laughs> you know, Steve Martin is just like he has not yet accepted that his daughter has grown up. You know, uh, with the montages and the flashbacks. There's a line in the 50s version. Um, you know, it's, it's a product of his time where he, he says, you know, you're not supposed to have, it's a voiceover, like, favorites when he's introducing his family, but then his daughter, Elizabeth Taylor, comes down the steps, and it's like, maybe it's because she's my only daughter, but, you know, basically, she's my favorite, favorite child. Um, I think you believe it more, uh, the, first, there's less kids in the sequel, you just have the Culkin kid, so there's a big age difference uh, between uh, Maddie and Annie, but um, you have that sequence, uh, the very awkward, and I know you're we're both big basketball fans. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Celtics, uh, 2018 season, um, where Annie uh, and her dad play basketball one on one. And it's very like Steve Martin, sort of wild and crazy guy, sort of basketball. It's very goofy looking. Uh, but it's one extra sequence where it does make their whole relationship and maybe him grieving about losing his daughter, daughter a little more valid because you can tell, like, oh, they probably had you know, a lot similar bonding experiences throughout. They, they share this love of basketball. There's mention of going to a Lakers game. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, Sorry. yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. I, you know, if they really wanted to get me, uh, as far as, you know, adding some realism or validity to it, if they were Clippers fans, I'd be like, what? Like what? <laughs> that would have, and, and probably general audiences would not have known that Clippers were a basketball team. Uh, certainly at that point. So, um, but I mean, I like that stuff, but I do feel like it adds to the humor of the Spencer Tracy character that, as you said, he is primarily concerned with money. Like he's just, he is seen as sort of the old grouch that's, I don't, I don't know if there is like one loving moment, uh, with him other than maybe when there's a possible breakup when the marriage is called off. You love that part of him? No, I'm saying I, I don't. I don't know if he shows uh, sort of oh. the sensitive side, the Spencer Tracy version, until that moment in the film with his daughter. I didn't even think that that was a very good moment for him too, because I um, with this one, I watched again. I, I watched the remake first, uh, to Steve Martin, because I was a I little bit more familiar because I had seen yeah. it before. So I kind of saved the old one since it was going to be new to me. So that scene that you're talking about in the remake. Uh, what what is the 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 boyfriend's name again? Because uh, I know they changed his Brian. name, Brian. So Brian buys Annie a blender. Was it was it a blender? Yeah, yeah, it's blender. Something to make a smoothie. Mm-hmm. So she calls out the wedding because she's just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, what, what kind of gift is that to give me for was it eight month and uh, eight month anniversary or month anniversary? I guess maybe. And uh, where but, where do you stand on that? Because I felt like maybe she has a point there, but I was like, that's that's a big red. You're going nuclear. Off You're wedding? going nuclear over a gift. Yeah, yeah. I where I stand with that. Okay, 
So I may have gotten my wife, when she was my girlfriend, <laughs> some kitchen accessories before for an, an anniversary. She used them. I, I don't think she was extremely happy when she got them, but she ultimately used them. So, you know, I may, I may understand that a little bit. But to call off a damn wedding like over that, and that's where I love the remake version uh, and how they handled it. Steve Martin sits down, talks with him goes talk to annie and she was like yeah and you're not gonna believe this he says that you were snooping around their house and mm-hmm. got chased was. by the dog and <laughs> yeah and then he owns up to it and then in the original you know when that moment comes it's really about uh Kay. she is unhappy with the fact that for the honeymoon he wants to take them to Nova Scotia. Was it Nova Scotia for fishing? Yeah. Okay, that I kind of get a little bit more. <laughs> That's why I like the original one more because I felt like, okay, that is, <laughs> all right, a fishing lodge for the honeymoon. Yeah. See, so I get that. But but Stanley, the father, he, he does nothing. You know, he, he's basically shooing the the, hmm. the the boyfriend out of the house, but then, well, he, you he know, grabs Kay him by comes his back hand, down. Which uh, well, has sure, been injured. He, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so it it was nothing that he did for them to kind of reconcile at that moment. Yeah. I feel okay. I, I, that's a good point. I, I'll tell you where I I slightly disagree. And I I think I like the original. I like I love the reasoning a lot better in the original. I love the fishing watch thing. Yes, um, yes. I felt like since all we know about this guy is primarily the cost, and the Steve Martin version is a little more tender. Like you do, you see glimpses of him. You know, especially when uh, he's looking across the dinner table uh, early when she announces she's engaged and he just sees her as like a six or seven year old, like a child telling him. Um, I felt like this is the one moment where Spencer Tracy, where he's been so focused on how much money he's spending. Uh, I felt like he was he was showing a little bit of sweetness saying, like, you know what? I don't care. Like, I don't care that I've spent all this money. You know, if, if this is how you truly feel, then don't even think about it. It's not a concern. And for that guy, that's a pretty big <laughs> that's pretty much all he's talked about is money 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 so i did think it was uh sweet and i actually like that uh it's k right that hurts her fiance's hand doesn't she mm-hmm. slam the car door on it yeah elizabeth taylor <laughs> man she's got it all over she's, Annie. she's a little she got some fire in her i actually like what you said earlier about it is more romantic genuinely i think the i think the feelings are just more genuine in the remake but mm. i actually like the version of the daughter k that she has gone through so many boyfriends because i feel like she's a woman <laughs> on a mission she was gonna find yeah, someone to get yeah. married i like that version better i don't know elizabeth taylor it seems to fit i raised my eyebrow a little bit and um you know when one of the bo- the boyfriends was a teacher you know i was like a teacher in college or high school what are, what are we talking about here um but to kind of like just to touch up a, l- a little bit uh, on on the men that get their significant others a uh, kitchenware um <laughs> okay just to, to kind of play is your wife gonna be listening advocate. to this episode or something are you are you putting it out there you're come on no you, you know she wouldn't <laughs> but in the remake they specifically say you know he, he was listening you know like he she she likes smoothies so he got her that mm-hmm. for me like my my wife and i like we we've been together 16 years now so for the first few years like when we celebrate anniversary we, we'd always get each other things but also maybe the first couple years like every six months you know was a little bit of a celebration kind of deal and Jeez, so yeah I I, one day this good lord what is this nonsense six months well <laughs> hey, hey I, well hopefully you guys are past that now but um you know just one day i was just like what what do i get her i've gotten her a coach wristlet and shoes you know I'm, i was running out of things and she loves to cook i don't cook 
almost at all. I, I cook maybe, maybe once or twice a year um, just because I, I get home so damn late. You know, there's been times I come home, everybody's already in bed. But uh, I, I got her some Martha Stewart kitchenware. You know, I, I thought that – and again, she put them to use, right? And and now we're at a point in our marriage where some of these uh, anniversaries and stuff come. And what we do is we just go out to a dinner. We don't buy each other anything anymore Basically, this last Mother's Day, she's like, oh, thanks for my gift. I go, oh, uh, great. I-, I hope you like it. What did I get you? And she's like, oh, a pair of shoes. I go, oh, good. I hope they're nice. <laughs> See? So we buy our own <laughs> stuff now, and we just thank the other person for it. So that's just that's, – so we got there. We're here now. So you're saying, you're saying it's going to be all right for these young I'm kids. saying it's going to be all right, and I also wanted to kind of jump in, and I didn't want anyone to think negatively of me. You're like – Damn, Peter, you you got her kitchenware, and I wanted to explain myself. It's like, a little you know, bit of I, a, I had run out of stuff to buy her. It's a little bit of a reach because I think in the uh, the ninety one version, they're trying to comment on maybe the fifties version of Kay, the Elizabeth Taylor character. Um, they throw a little shade at the nineteen fifty as well. Yeah, yeah, saying like you know she's not. Uh, she's telling Brian she's not going to be like a Susie homemaker. Like, why are you getting her kitchenware? But to his credit and what you were saying, it's like, he was just thinking like, Oh, she likes smoothies. This will make yeah. it easier. Uh, and I think, I think the line the character has is like, that didn't even like enter my consciousness or something. Like I didn't even think about that. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so that's, that's you a know, realistic it's... argument, I guess. Uh, but it maybe really we're is. coming at it from the male perspective where I'm like, you really going to cough the wedding over a blender. Don't you, you like smoothies, uh, fishing lodge, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, I get that. I actually don't I believe the that. wedding would go through. I, I mean, I think the, the, unless he, you know, he hops to it and I, I think the Elizabeth Taylor character, um, she's going to have a list of different places she would like to go and he's going to have to pick from one if she doesn't pick for him. That's what I think. Speaking of lists, that's another kind of, um, nice moment or a nice touch that the remake has is when Steve Martin finds like the list that Annie makes on how to kind of cut costs a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, having her friend take pictures and stuff like that. I thought that was a very nice moment. Um, another scene I like to compare is the tuxedo scene. You know, mm-hmm. I actually very much like the Stanley uh, Banks version better, where it's just a little bit more muted. And you can see that he just kind of outgrew that tux. Steve Martin looks like he's putting on his son's tuxedo. <laughs> you know, like it's comical. It's physical yeah. comedy from Steve Martin. I liked it. He's dancing just, around. He knows he looks kind of yeah. goofy when he's putting he it does. on. He does. But just to compare the scenes, I actually kind of liked how the original handled it a little bit better. Oh, I definitely liked it more because it's a guy I I love because Steve Martin turns it into a dance. Uh, and you know <laughs> when he sees Diane Keaton his wife come up, you know he's not embarrassed at all. And I, I wouldn't say that the Spencer Tracy character is embarrassed, but his wife in that version is horrified when she's. It's like you <laughs> she can see it all over her she face. Is. She's like, "This is what I'm married to now." Like, oh my god, I did not know that it had gotten this bad. And she kind of. Uh, I thought this was you talked about shade earlier. Uh, Spencer Tracy was uh, a well-known alcoholic and that's oh, yeah, the, there's a line that, in there. Yeah. She's like, hey, what are you an alcoholic? And he like, just looks, I felt like they were like, that was a joke for the time period where it's like people who kind of knew his like actual persona. Uh, but yeah, she looks at him and it's like, he's not like a bad looking guy, but it's like him trying to fit into his, um, attire from 20 years ago with his top hat and everything. Like he looks more ridiculous than Steve Martin trying to look ridiculous and her reaction to me made it funnier just because she is like did. she was like there's no way like this is not happening not gonna you know stand um, next to you 
you used the perfect word. She was literally horrified. Her <laughs> eyes, you know, widened, and she's like standing outside the door. And he has no idea. He's like trying to no suck idea. in his gut, and he's like, hey, he's like, it's a little snug. Coming over, hey, look, look at that. Yeah, I'm still looking good. Where the remake, you know, not only is Diane Keaton, she thinks it's cute. She right. calls Annie over, come look at your dad. Yeah, you know, and so that's a nice moment. But I just like the way it played out in the original because you're not expecting that at oh, absolutely. all. Absolutely. So again, different different times. Um, I, I guess we could get to the uh, the actual wedding, the ceremony itself, or the reception. Well, what 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 about the uh, uh, um, Frank? Well, what about him and his counterpart? Uh, I have to admit that, uh, and maybe this just comes from watching the first one uh, before the original. Uh, I I didn't really take a liking to any of the original version of like the, the sort of wedding planning. I, I was all about the, the Martin short and his assistant like that to me, like that one on all camp as far as like entertainment value and just humor. I understand like the, they're kind of playing this sort of uh hoity toity sort of like, you know, guy that's, it's just basically another way to show that Spencer Tracy's money is going to be spent. Whereas I felt like in the modern version, while that is also happening, Martin Short makes that a character unto himself. Like it's, uh, I, I just, I just really enjoyed uh, his wedding planner persona because he, he attempts to be nice and understanding, but you can also tell he is uh, pretty condescending about Steve Martin's choices and what he would prefer. Like his preferences are disgusting to Martin Short's character. Uh, yeah, but he still tries to go along to a point, but it's like he's trying to gently push him to the more expensive, like, you know, the stuff of higher quality. I just liked it a lot better than the original. The original, to me, even watching it, like, this week is still kind of forgettable, the actual wedding planning part of it. The the part that I do like about in the original is when they're at the church and the wedding planner is trying to, you know, prepare them for the um for the wedding march. You know, he's he's... I feel I got the sense that he has been so experienced in this. Like he just feels that everybody should kind of already have an idea, but nobody knows what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, no, no, march, march, come along. So I found that scene very comical. Um, but what I like about the pairing of Martin Short and, and his assistant, I, I think they're both great. But uh, the name threw me off a little bit, but B.D. Wong's character, Howard Weinstein, you know, just a little close there. Mm-hmm. Playing a uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually like the name because uh, clearly is he is a, a gay uh, Asian American man uh, of some Jewish descent in his family. <laughs> like he is <laughs> all over the place as far as culturally. Uh, B.D. Wong is someone I've uh, always liked. Uh, he also was in a lot of stuff in the the nineties. Um, I believe he was in was he in Oz? I think he was the priest in the HBO series Oz. I never uh, saw it, but I think he's making a resurgence now. I think he's been been in some uh, pretty big ones as of late. Well, he's in the uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that's coming up, right. so he's in that yep. one, as well as the Jurassic World from a few years ago. Uh, he's in Focus with Will Smith. Uh, I think we watched that one. We did an episode on that together, didn't we? No, we did not. I thought we did Matchstick Men for that, for War uh, Machine versus War Horse. We definitely did Matchstick Men. I've never seen Focus. That seems like a uh, a Peter joint there. It's yeah. Margot Robbie, Will Smith, Con Ars. It's fun. It's like you know, it's just a fun little kind okay. of rom com caper movie. I mean, I like those two movies, especially uh, or two movie, two people, um, especially Margot Robbie. But no, no, Focus. I've never seen. Uh, we for Mastic Man. I think it was um, 
I, I can't Brothers even think Bloom now. Was the other pairing? That, that's what it was. Yeah, and I am yeah. correct. He was. He was on Oz for forty six episodes. So yeah, he was very good. Maybe it was for focus. Like, because I, I, I definitely watched the other two movies. Maybe at, it was a pairing for focus. Yeah, I was War Machine in, Horse. War Machine yeah, versus Horse. There, there we go. The there go. Download ep- that episode <laughs> multiple times and see if Peter's on it. Maybe he's hidden in there yeah. in the focus I'm section. Not, I'm not doing so good example episodes with uh, promoting. I I don't think I have any Steve Martin movies or well, the, Three Amigos. I said it. There we go. Hey, go check out my episode mm-hmm. Three Amigos mm-hmm. uh, a couple years back, at least a couple years back. So you want to want to get to the big day here, the ceremony? Because uh, let's do it. Yeah, I'm trying, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Anything else? Well, the major event, the, okay. the, the remake, is the the snow in L.A. That's the, the yeah. major event. Well, one one scene, and then and then we'll move on to to the big day. Uh, what do you think about how they handled the uh, in laws meeting each other? Because it's completely different. You know, I already kind of touched on it a little bit with Steve Martin running around the house, snooping around where. Where uh, yeah. the dr- drunkard Mr. Tracy here um, falls asleep before the McKenzie's even get I, to talk. I or, find, oh, I'm sorry, the Dustin's in this case. I find the original version hilarious, far more realistic. <laughs> I feel like it's very similar to the uh, trying on like the old tux. Like Steve Martin plays it up, it's funny. Uh, but the far more grounded, I guess, cantankerous version is uh, Spencer Tracy's character pretty much is obsessed with uh, one, how much money they're going to have, which is the same as in the remake uh, when they pull up to a very big house, uh, much bigger in the remake, obviously as uh, times have changed. Um, but uh, the other factor is that uh, in a previous sequence, when Spencer Tracy's character was meeting uh, his daughter's fiance, uh, he wouldn't accept a drink. And he's sort of complaining the ride over that they probably are people who don't drink. Like he's got that uh, impression and then he gets over there and is offered alcohol and uh, gets uh, tipsy and falls asleep. I, loved every bit of that so i'm all in on the original as far as uh, how that plays out i also my favorite scene probably from the original is when he's the bartender at the what is it the uh, proposal or what, what 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 is going on there the the party that they're throwing it's like the uh sort of the, the engagement party, right? party yeah yeah everybody's yeah. getting to know so, each other don't ask him yeah. to, to mix you like a you know a jack and coke or anything because he has he big problems with coke bottles yeah for some reason he, he thinks everybody drinks martinis or something yeah. and nobody wants one yeah. everyone's coming in and ordering so i thought that was probably the funniest scene uh in the movie but with the um the meeting of the the, the in-laws here uh in the remake I wasn't a fan of it because I'm just thinking, like, Steve Martin, what are you doing? Like, this is like, okay, we get it. We, we hired Steve Martin. He's got to do some physical comedy. But now his character is more neurotic than than anything because, like, I, I thought I thought you had a problem with this whole idea was because you couldn't accept the fact that your daughter is growing up. What are you doing snooping around the, the in-laws' house? You know, so that's where I just – I didn't understand that. So if you have any insight, please share. I mean, other than, as you said, getting another sequence of him doing physical comedy. Um, That's it. Getting chased by dogs. Yeah, this this trait actually seems like it would fit more with the uh, Spencer Tracy version, who's more obsessed yeah, with money. Yeah, you're right. right. Uh, so it felt like a callback to the original, but uh, the original, even the original doesn't go to that extent. And it's like, you know, no. it just passes out, falls asleep. So it's strange. Um I understand from their point of view that Steve Martin, you know, the finances are going to be a part of it. Um, I think the the difference is that they still seem, you look at their house, it's uh, at the time this director was married to Nancy Myers. So they were sort of like 
partners on this film. I believe she wrote it with him. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you can see the early beginnings of, you know, the Nancy Myers kitchen in effect here, like Nancy Myers, like very beautiful homes on screen. So I think it's a little bit harder as an audience to get into the financial aspect as much because clearly the, Steve Martin family here, Diane Keaton, they've done well for themselves. Like he's, I think just on a random, like, Hey, my daughter just got home from Rome. Hey, let's go to a Lakers game. Hey, you want to go to a Paul Simon concert? Like, <laughs> you know, he's not asking him to go bowling in the movies. So, but Spencer Tracy, I totally buy. Cause he, <laughs> he, he talks about like, Hey, that, you know, everything may look nice, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tight here. You know, that's how he opens it up to the, the groom to be here is like, I may look like I have it all together, but, um, you know, it's, I, I still have my concerns financially. So it just made more sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for the pool sequence and the dogs and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, um, this, this is a, a lot longer, you know, than the original. So there, there could have been some trimming here. Um, but you know, overall, I still did enjoy it. So the big day. The, the big wedding, uh, the snow, you, you kind of uh, mentioned just briefly, uh, is the, the, the issue here in the remake. It gives it a little bit more movie magic, I think, in this one. That's uh, something that, like, you've gone through all the planning, uh, the amount of people coming. They have a big sequence with cars, which is a problem, which I didn't really care for, because it's like they get the yeah. kids involved. I thought that was kind of stupid to have yeah. these, these children parking cars. Um the snow, I I felt like it was just a little bit of sweetness to it. It's like yeah, they were kind of just giving in. Like there's only so much I can control, and that goes to the the character of the father, his arc. As far as like you know, he's done the best he can to raise his daughter, and you know, there's just some things you just have to let go. So it's gonna snow in LA. Right. I like that moment. It's sweet. Yeah. Um. Other than that, the actual reception stuff pretty much plays the same. As far as the separation of the father and daughter, and he he's wanting, he's desperate to have this like one last special moment with her when he still like considers her like his daughter and he's the only man in her life. And it just doesn't happen for either, either one. Um, I, I felt like this is one moment where I've, I think it played better in the remake because I, okay. Maybe just visually just the amount of people or Steve Martin, just having a more natural gift for physical comedy, him being jostled around and not be able to make that connection physically or emotionally with his daughter. Uh, I understood the Spencer Tracy one. It just seemed like <laughs> it seemed like he just wasn't hustling enough. <laughs> like I'm just like you just seem lazy, right? Probably, probably drunk, probably drunk. <laughs> yeah, just, at that point, know, <laughs> stumble into the next room. You'll probably be able to talk to her. So that was the one thing that, even though it's the same exact sort of sequence, I felt like the remake one uh, did it better, just in the way Steve Martin can physically do it. I guess I I agree with you, and I think it also helps with uh, the magnificent Alan Silvestri's uh, score here. He uses My Girl uh, for for this point. Alan Silvestri also scored uh, Back to the Future, you know, a series you may have heard of. Uh, He also did Predator, uh, a movie I also reviewed. So there we go. Finally got some (laughs) digs in there. Um, But my my issue, like, so I agree with you. I I like the remakes um, uh, version better. But my issue with the scene is. We talked about tradition. Isn't it tradition that there is a father and daughter dance? So why was there no announcement? All right, here's the father and daughter. No, no, you're shaking your head here. That's not a thing. Uh, it is a thing. It's something I had an issue with. I uh, in the last episode talked about my wife uh, chiming on Bride Wars, saying like, "Yeah, this is ba- not her words, but basically this is bullshit because she doesn't curse yeah. as frequently as I do, unless she's driving, ah. unless she's in traffic." Um, <laughs> Sounds like my wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was my moment where I said to her, "I was like, I don't know about this," and 
we watched the Steve Martin version together and I'm like, yeah, isn't there some sort of protocol? Like wouldn't the daughter want to say either uh, during dinner or whatever, so at some point in this reception, would she not want to acknowledge her family? Cause I, going through our wedding, you kind of had different moments with, you know, family members. Like they made a point. So you would have those moments with those people close to you. Uh, certainly, I mean, I can imagine like at my wedding, just not like even really talking to my mom, <laughs> like knowing that she's there, but just like, Oh yeah. no, I haven't seen her tonight. Uh, I think that's a little strange. That's, but they're probably boxed in cause they were trying to really stick to the original, like beat by mm-hmm. beat. Right. And, right. um, I don't know. I think it makes less sense in the uh, remake just because it seems like Steve Martin and his daughter were closer. Like Elizabeth Taylor and Spencer Tracy, maybe she was like, maybe she didn't want to be embarrassed by whatever drunken thing he said, or maybe she assumed he was asleep somewhere out in the alley. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's his father. He's probably drunk off martinis uh, or pops, I should say. Uh, the the moment I like in this movie, you know, I talked about Spencer Tracy's, um, you know, bartending skills or lack thereof. What I liked about C. Martin was the the hot dog bun scene. Like I thought that was a pretty comical mm-hmm. scene too, because it's just it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, uh, I actually think back. I'm like, you know, when we were watching, I was like, I didn't get to eat really at our wedding. Like I didn't even usually don't. I didn't room. like have yeah. any of the cake. Uh, other what? than other than taking the pictures with it, is is it not tradition to uh, feed, feed each other like the first bite? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I was I actually wanted to sit down and eat. Like eat, I mean, <laughs> eat the uh, the cupcakes and stuff we had there, but no. Um, Again, destination wedding. We had a luau, mm-hmm. all taken uh, care of, and I was very hungry and also uh, had a lot of alcohol in me, so I definitely needed so. something. Yeah, um, that yeah, yes, and I, that, I blame uh, Hiro and Dave for not taking care of you. <laughs> I mean, they got me home. They got me to the oh, hotel. Yeah, that's so <laughs> I, I'd hope so because they were guests in your town, so <laughs> they they had nothing better to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so everything worked out, but yeah, no, that I, uh, I, I truly understood in that sequence where he's coming from because, you know, that financially they're talking about how much it's going to cost. Um, the only thing was in, uh, in that, the hot dog sequence was I think the amount that he gets, like he was getting like three packages or something of hot dogs. If he had just stopped at two packages of buns, it would have been the same amount. That would have ruined the gag. If I'm the manager, I would have been like, "Hey, buddy, you're looks like you're you know if you just do the math here, you'll be fine." It would have ruined his his rant. But uh, sure, I under, understood his obsession with food in that moment because what was the price? I I quoted three fifty ahead in the original. I can't remember what it was in the updated version. I I don't either. I want to say it was like a hundred. It's like a hundred and fifty bucks, maybe a person. It was going to cost. Well, the 150 kind of sticks in my head because I feel that's what they were trying to get down the the guests to, right? Mm. From 250 or something. Which was also a funny scene in in the remake where it's like, oh, he's they're dead, <laughs> or he's, he said somebody was dead. <laughs> it's like, um, do you hear what you just said? Like you're, <laughs> you're. I felt like that's something that could have easily been in the Spencer Tracy version. That seems like something that guy would have said. I think the one that stuck out with the Spencer, Spencer Tracy version was when he says that uh, there was a family from Pittsburgh, but I didn't even know where they were from, so I'm not sure, you know, New York, uh, what the significance. Somewhere in New York oh, State. Okay, yeah. so well, that's not too far for their their commute. Yeah, but I, had the same, I, I don't. I had to look that up because when he said that, I'm like, oh, is this set in California again? Because maybe that's you know in that time period that's like too far to go for a wedding or whatever. But if they're set in New York, I mean, they're on the East Coast. Like that would have been 
been a train ride or something. Would have been fun. Well, when was the freeways uh, implemented? Wasn't that during Eisenhower's uh, oh, administration? You're, you're getting into like th- this. Were not in my uh, show notes. This were not in my research. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but but uh, so, so this is 1950. If this is before the freeways were uh, were built and stuff like that, people had to drive through like small towns and all that good stuff. So. You know, um, but but still, if it was cross country, that'd make more sense. Sure. Where that'd, that'd be fun. an issue. Everybody had their own, <laughs> I'm sure, Doc Hollywood moment back in the fifties. You know, you just stumble across a small town, then you settle there for life, fall in love, and practice medicine. Doc Hollywood is coming to Portland in September. Doc Hollywood, like oh Val, Val Kilmer. Wait, no, that, sir. That, that, that's holiday. Sorry, got my people. Michael Wait. J. Fox, how dare you besmirch the man? I, I know, I know. I, I thought, it's not. A, I, I saw it like one time. James Wood, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that uh, uh, great progressive liberal thinker, James Wood. <laughs> that was no that. Marty McFly. So, <laughs> well, I was about to say, I'm kind of hoping, like you know, we maybe Doc Hollywood was remade or something, and uh, we did, we ended up doing that one. But um, so, if we did, or if there was a another remake here, I think. The, I mean. I don't want to say is the, the the best decision to to go with, but why don't we do Father of the Groom? It would have Spencer to be Spencer Tracy. You know, he he wants to give away his son, where he doesn't have to pay anything. Let's take that idea and let's uh, let's let's make that a sequel. You know, Father of the Groom. It's uh, it's uh, Stanley Banks giving away Tommy or Ben or whatever the kid's name is. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, one that comes to mind. Um as far as like sort of a funny relationship uh, in that sense was uh, I love you, man. Have you seen that one? Paul Rudd, Jason. Siegel. I love that movie. Uh, do you remember the relationship he has with his father? Uh, I believe it was JK Simmons. Uh, no, I remember um, JK Simmons. I, I don't remember, you know, uh, just, just to kind of throw this out real quick. I was a guest on in sessions film, uh, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to JD and Brendan. They had me come on to talk uh, avatar and also top five movies of 2009. And when I said "I love you, man," in my top five, they—I don't want to say they scoffed, but they were kind of like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for me, it's uh, certainly much better than Avatar, so oh, I would spend I a lot I, more time on "I love you, man." I, I told them that I found it very uh, overrated, and I, I didn't have very much good things to say about Avatar. Um, yeah, J.K. Simmons plays uh, Paul Rudd's father, uh, but he's far closer with in this film. Paul Rudd's brother is played by Andy Samberg, who is gay. And right, I remember that. That sequence where basically the dad is saying you need to get a best friend to be your best man, and uh, he was saying, "Well, who's your best friend?" And he he mentioned some guys like I've t- known him for you know forty years. We talk on the phone once a week. You know, it's great. And he's like, "Well, okay, but you know, who's your best friend to brother?" And he's like, "Dad." <laughs> and so I don't think <laughs> we probably haven't seen that. And I remember always thinking like, "Oh, if they ever did a spinoff, I'd like to see J.K. Simmons and Andy Samberg because that's." That's, you know, clearly you think of J.K. Simmons, you don't think father of a uh, young sort of goofy gay guy uh, yeah, and then being I best like friends. That. But so if we could do that, that would be I know we're we like to do that sort of cinematic universe thing. But I always thought I'd like to see those two characters. And now that Paul Rudd situation is settled, he would be a supporting character for, you know, when his brother's getting married. Uh, and then J.K. Simmons, obviously, not only the father of the groom, but also probably the best man. I like that. Um and who who would be uh, his his husband? Uh, maybe Bill Hader, just a, a mm. SNL alum. Oh, of course, you, like you know how yeah. much I love Bill Hader. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I loved that uh, HBO series Barry. 
I, I thought that was great. So, and I just love Bill Hader in general. I saw, I saw that. That's the thing. Is that something you recommend, Barry? Yeah, it's only like eight episodes. You know, they're like a half hour long. Uh, very funny, but also very dark. So, okay, yeah, maybe I'll check out the first episode yep. and see what I think. Okay. So there, there, there we have Father of the Groom, J.K. Simmons as uh, the father of Andy Samberg, who's marrying Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. We should pitch it to them on Twitter. Let's see. Yo, they, they seem like the sort that would actually go for it. I think so. Why not? So we're uh, until we decide, but we're going to try to round out our, our wedding month here of June. We're going to try to do uh, another wedding original and remake. Um, that's, uh, you can keep up to date with that uh, on Twitter at original remake. Um, we also have an Instagram. I think I always say, hey, I'm going to start using that again and then never do. Uh, but if you send a DM on there or, or start liking all of our previous pictures, maybe I'll post something on there. Um, and then I'm at War Machine Horse and Peter's just dying to promote probably another episode of Podstalgic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Um, I Well, we're still working on... Uh, well, at the time of this recording, who knows? Maybe we've already had uh, our 200th episode. I mentioned in the previous episode we were going to do big for our big 200. Um, so, you know, those those are there. Uh, I kind of mentioned, um, you know, Three Amigos. If you want to go back and check that out. My son was probably, I feel like he was maybe 14 at that time. And it was really interesting to hear his thoughts because I don't think he was a, a fan of that one as well. It just might have been too old for him, and the jokes weren't as funny. Um, but yeah, that, that's one that we did. Uh, can't say that we've done any wedding movies. The Wedding Planner, that's one of our very first ones. That might have been the first time I actually started using like clips and music. So um, that one, he was like 14, so for sure. I'm trying to remember what Wedding Planner is. Is that J-Lo or is that Deborah No, Messing? no, no, no. That, that, that's, uh, that's Wedding Planner. Uh, did I say Wedding Planner? I meant mm-hmm. Wedding Singer, if okay. I said it wrong. Wedding Singer... Yeah, with Adam Sandler. I thought that was That's a weird probably... one to go all out, all out on. Like, oh, we really need some clips. We need high production value for the J-Lo yeah, for wedding, wedding planner. planner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I meant Wedding Singer. My apologies. There's too many wedding movies. Wedding Crasher, we, we mentioned in the previous one episode here. And they're going to get, get at least one more uh, as soon as we find it. So we'll figure that out. And uh, hopefully you'll join us uh, again on the next episode. All right. Don't lose that invitation. Go into the chapel